Hello and welcome to the Mindful in Minutes podcast, a guided meditations podcast brought to you by Yoga For You. I'm Kelly and today I'll be leading you through your meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable, settle in, and enjoy your meditation practice. Hello everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. So I thought we'd mix it up a little bit, do something just kind of short and sweet today and talk about the different chakras and how you can meditate with them. So little meditations, visualizations, things that you can do with each one of the chakras. Now, I will say right off the bat, I do pronounce them chakras like chak or chaturanga Um that's my understanding of that is the phonetic way to pronounce them instead of like chakra um, because other Sanskrit terms that have the ch- the ch like chaturanga um, have the ch. So if that's going to bother you, just know you're going to hear it a lot. Um, but that is my understanding of how you pronounce it is that it's more of a chakra than a chakra. Uh, so yeah, one Big announcement, huge announcement. Do not fast forward because I know sometimes we fast forward through this and then you're like, Kelly, why didn't you tell me? And I'm like, I didn't tell you, but you fast forwarded through this part. Um, big announcement, you guys, a new retreat. So uh, springtime, I'm going to Portugal and this is it. I'm just going to do these two international retreats uh, this year. So Iceland, which there are a couple of spots left over New Year's Eve, and now Portugal. So here is what you need to know. I will link to all the information in the show notes, but it is the Ignite Your Passion Portugal Retreat. It's from April 29th through May 4th, and we're going to be in the mountains of the Algarve, and it's going to be incredible, you guys. It is going to be so great. We're going to be exploring passion and purpose. We're going to be engaging in like intentional play and really letting our souls just like be wild and free and just ignite that passion and joy with yoga, meditation, workshops. We're going to do just like a little boat ride. It's going to be amazing, you guys. I would love to have you there. I'll put all the information in the show notes. Um, I also wanted to make sure that this one had a larger option um, of, uh, what am I trying to say, rooms that you can book. Um, So there are, it's definitely going to be a lower price point than Iceland. So if you're wanting to do a retreat with me, um, and Iceland was just a little bit out of your budget, Portugal may be more of your speed. But that being said, there are also some rooms in Iceland too. So I know some of us are waiting to see what the second retreat would be. So this is it for 2023, Iceland over New Year's Eve, and then Portugal. And uh, you can use code MINDFUL, M-I-N-D-F-U-L. I've set it up just for you beautiful listeners. You can take $100 off. Um, second thing, just to put on your radar, that's coming up. Um, the podcast fifth birthday is coming up at the end of this month, and I have a huge birthday week planned, so keep an eye out um, for all of that. I'm just putting the finishing touches on it, and then we're going forward, and it's going to be amazing. It's gonna, I'm doing some really fun, unique things, so I'd love to see you at any and all of those things. Okay. With that being said, hopefully we didn't skip, but if you did, hello, welcome back. Uh, you just missed a really fun announcement about a retreat in Portugal and birthday week. So let's dive into the chakras. So I know I've talked about them before. I think it's one of the first freeform episodes that I did way, 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 way back. And that may be something that I revisit at some point, but this is something that's been coming up a lot. I've been hearing from a lot of you being like, I'm really enjoying the chakra meditations. 
How do I know if one is, you know, out of alignment? How do I continue to work with them? And it just seems like something we're really interested in. So what I thought we could do is just do a little like mini. Well, I always say that and then who knows how long it's going to be. But just touching on each one of the chakras and how you can work with each individual one through meditation. So just a refresher, the chakras, it means wheel or disc. And if you are unfamiliar with it, you've probably seen a picture of them where there's a person and then there's these like colored circles that start kind of um, at the pelvis or the base of the spine and go up to the crown of the head. They're the colors of the rainbow. Um, I'd be willing to bet, even if you didn't know that's what it was, you've seen a picture of it. So we're going to talk about the chakras, each one individually. But I also want to touch on the three main energetic pathways that we have moving through us. So there is uh, Shashumna, which is your spine. There is Pingala, which is like the male masculine. There is Ida, which is the cool feminine side. So the way that I keep these straight is Shashumna and spine both start with S. Um, and then Ida is kind of like a woman's name. I imagine like a, you know, a sweet little granny who wears like a hat or something, Grandma Ida. Um, and then this is a little crass, but um, Pingala and a certain male body part both start with the letter P. Um, you know, I can't say my teaching is always eloquent, but you'll probably remember it. <laughs> so Ida, Pingala, and Shashumna. So what we want to do when we're working with the chakras is that first we actually want to think about the pathways. So the way that these all work together is if we think about our energetic system as a highway in our body. So Shashumna is going to be like the main highway. And then we have Ida and Pingala, which are like two frontage roads, um, roads on you know either side of the spine or the highway, uh, left frontage road, left side of the body, Ida, right side of the body, right frontage road, Pingala. What happens is they all start at the base of the spine, which is where the first chakra is. Then Ida starts going to the left, Pingala to the right, and they intersect, they kind of crisscross at every single chakra. So if we really want to be working on energetic balance, it's not always just about working at each individual chakra. It is about um, working with these different, they're called nadis, N-A-D-I, so not like, oh my gosh, you're so naughty, <laughs> you know, maybe you are, I don't know. If you are, you go, you be naughty, um, but this is N-A-D-I, so we need to work with these highways, these roads for the energy to be able to move because if you think about it if we're trying to move energy from the base of the spine to the top of the head or the bottom of the highway to the top there's like a traffic jam somewhere or like a road is closed it's going to influence all the traffic that is you know hopefully supposed to be free flowing up and down so just thinking about those Ida, Pingala, and Shashumna so one of the best ways to work with these three pathways through meditation is through visualization, which of course we're going to use a lot of visualization throughout all of this because you can't just go to, you know, you can't go get an x-ray of your chakras and see what's happening within them. There are different modalities that work with this, different kinds of like energy healing, 
But a lot of the times I have, you know, students of mine or I personally, I try to tune in intuitively of like where maybe do I feel imbalance and then out of balance and then do work based on kind of what my intuition says. So Ida, we'll begin with Ida because I feel like it. Ida is that cool feminine moon energy. If we have a little bit of an imbalance in that, if there's too much of it, it might feel like, you know, we're really kind of in the creative and head up in the clouds and really captivating like that moon soft nurturing energy which all of these things, you know, Ida and Pingla are so important, but we want to find a balance between the two. We don't want to have one totally taking the wheel. So if you have, you know, too much of that Ida energy, you'll really be leaning into like the soft, the nurturing, the gentle, the moon, the, you know, evening creative flow energy. Um, If you don't have enough or you have too much Pingla, it'll kind of be the opposite of that where you have a lot of that like hot, fiery masculine energy, right? This might show up as like being really kind of um, like really a go-getter, always like go, 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 do, 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 do. And again, we need to find a balance between the two. So things that you can do for Ida energy, if you want to cultivate more of that or honor that space within you, is you can, you know, spend some time out in the moonlight. You can do something that feels really creative to you. You can spend some time just being quiet and restful. Practices like restorative yoga are beautiful for this energy. And meditation in general, really great for Ida energy and just tapping into kind of your, your feminine side, your soft side, your nurturing side if that feels good to you. Then if you want to cultivate more Pingala energy, which is something that's so interesting because we can have these shifts within us at different times in our life. Like I think back to five years ago when I was starting this podcast, I had so much Pingala energy. It was like, do, go, you know, do this thing. I always think about that. Like, was that like TikTok sounds? Like no sleep, bus, another bus, airplane, do like, you know, listing all these things. And It was very much I was living like that, like do this, do that, this thing, that thing. And now I've really almost swung the other way with so much Ida energy and really feeling very like soft, but it's it's shown up in a way of like, you know, not having a ton of that like fire and feeling really like motivated and go do, 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 do. And both serve a really important purpose. And depending on where we're at in life, we can, you know, have a tendency to lean into one of those energies or another. So really working on balance is what we're hoping to do here. So things that you can do to cultivate pingala energy is moving your body, anything that feels like hot and fiery. So being outside, you know, um, moving your body, working out, you can kind of visualize and meditate on the right side of your body, really becoming like strong and activating. You can do alternate nostril breathing, but start your first inhale on the right side. And then on the flip side, if you're wanting to work on that Ida energy, you can do alternate nostril breathing, uh, starting with the left nostril for your first inhale. And then any kind of activating breath too. So maybe like breath of fire, which is that one where you kind of inhale and do these short little exhales. It's also really common in kundalini. So it's like kind of like that. A little, you know, breathwork ASMR for you there. Uh, But yeah, really, and if you feel like you have too much pingala 
what I would recommend is then just focusing on Ida and energy. So it's not like when we get into the chakras in a moment and it's like you can think about winding that energy down. When we're working with these two opposing energies in our body, I like to think about, you know, if there's too much pingla, then really just start focusing on Ida and vice versa to try to find a balance there. Then Shashumna, so that main highway running up and down the spine, what we really want to do here is not only move our body and move our spine in all directions, which you can do with yoga, but other movements too, but really visualizing like this clear pathway up and down the spine. So sometimes we'll do a practice that I call spinal breathing. We do it a lot in yoga nidra, and that's where you're visualizing the breath moving up and down the spine. And maybe you see it as like this cloud of sparkling mist. Um, that's a way that you can really work on clearing shashumna to make sure that it's just free flowing and that energy can move up and down with that. So that is kind of the energetic highway. Now, like I said, these, you know, all these different energies, the two opposing ones and Shashumana, it all begins at the base of the spine. And then those energies are going to intersect and kind of create like this little crisscross um, situation happening at each chakra. So we're going to start at the bottom, the base chakra. This is the root chakra and it is the color red. It is all about like grounding, safety security. So if you are wanting to work on the root chakra, what you're going to do is you're going to do grounding exercises. So you're going to go outside, you're going to get your bare feet into the ground, into the earth, spending time out in nature. You're going to meditate on the root chakra, which is at the base of the spine, maybe by visualizing the color red. Um, you could potentially wear the color red if you'd like. But when it comes to meditation, like a walking meditation or doing any kind of a meditation outside, or specifically meditating on the root and the base of the spine and seeing like this clockwise um, red light moving there. So focusing on that area. Uh, also visualizations of roots. So we do that sometimes here on this podcast where you visualize a root going down from the base of your spine, like down into the earth. That's a really common grounding visualization that helps to balance the root chakra. So now moving up to the sacral chakra, um, this is going to be in the sacrum. This is our like passion, creativity, our, you know, not just passion, like, woohoo, you know, sassy passion, but also like our passion for, like, oh my gosh, I am such a dork. Sometimes I say these things and it's just like, what is even coming out of my mouth? But you guys know what I mean. I know a lot of times we, um, I know a lot of you listen to this podcast with your kids. I don't think necessarily the free form episodes, but I know a lot of you will use the meditations together. So I try to, um, you know, keep my language pretty like, you know, G and at the most like PG, um, you know, cause I don't want to like surprise anyone with what I'm about to say. And I don't actually know how to go into the settings of my podcast to put like the little E so it says it's explicit. I wouldn't even know how to do that. But um, you know what I'm talking about. There is, you know, passion maybe that you will explore and, you know, within yourself or with a partner. And then there's the passion, which is like excitement, like hobbies, interests. You know, like I have a passion for writing. I have a passion for visualization. Um and like your ability to like go with the flow. This is also the part, you know, the chakra that's connected to like our ability to give life. This is one that um, I've been doing a lot of work with 
um, in, you know, postpartum time and also when I was doing um, some uh, visualization and meditation when I was, you know, deciding that I was ready to become a mother and starting that process. I worked a lot with the sacral chakra and, you know, the womb space, all of that, which a little asterisk um, for those of you who are, you know, looking to have a child on a fertility journey, um, looking to conceive on Meditation Mama, my spinoff podcast, which is mostly prenatal um, meditations and meditations for new moms. I put my soul baby meditation on that. So that was one I was just giving to people. Like if they emailed me and asked, I would just send you the audio, but I did put it over on that feed. Um, so if that's something that you're working with, it's a meditation you can do to kind of welcome in the soul of baby. But um, this chakras, its color is orange, and it's really just all about like creativity, passion. This is one that I think can um, become a little underactive in a lot of people because you need to really cultivate this space, keep that passion alive, that excitement, that ability to just kind of go with it, to be creative, to be fluid. This chakra is very much associated like with water. So to work with this energy. When you're meditating, you, of course, could visualize an orange light at your sacrum. You could visualize really anything that feels creative to you. So anytime we do a creativity meditation, a lot of times I'll work with colors. I'll work with light kind of images of like creating. You could visualize um, like growth or expansion, um, even if it's like, you know, a, a flower blooming in your sacrum to kind of ignite and blossom and bloom in this area. You could use a mantra here saying, you know, I'm filled with creativity or my life is filled with passion. I'm a passionate being. These are all things that you could do to work with the sacral chakra. Then moving up to the solar plexus. So that is the, um, it's like your internal fire. So it's the color yellow. And it is where you get like your courage, your umph, your drive, your ambition. This is one that's very much tied to the kind of pingala energy within us. So this may be one if you're feeling that you have been a little bit um, kind of lethargic, feeling a little bit like, blech, you know, you don't have a lot of like motivation, a lot of umph. We may need to give this particular chakra some TLC. So how you would do that in meditation is, of course, you could visualize a yellow light. At the solar plexus, I think it's a few inches above the belly button. Seeing this, you know, clockwise yellow spinning disc here, um, you can see like a little fire igniting there, kind of, you know, igniting your energy. You can, um, you know, move your body. If you're a yogi, doing twists is really good. Um, so going back to the sacral chakra, doing hip openers is great for that. And then for the solar plexus, um, doing twists in the body is really great to help stimulate this energy. Even doing things like having like ginger tea can be good to kind of stimulate this area. Think about anything that's like warm and fiery and, you know, kind of connected to that pingala energy. Uh, but a lot of times I will work with, you know, mantras around courage or motivation and then really visualizing that bright, vibrant yellow light just above my navel and letting that light start there but then expand through my whole body uh, to really fill me up with like that energy and that power of this area. 
Now the heart chakra. So moving up, this one is the color green. Although you can trust your intuition because some people have a pink heart chakra. This is really the only one where there's like two colors that are freely accepted. Um, just trust your intuition as to whether yours is green or pink. Mine happens to be green. Yours may be pink. Just trust your gut. And if you're working with meditation, this is going to be like a loving kindness meditation is beautiful for the heart chakra. Um, doing loving things, hugging a loved one, telling someone that you love them, um, you know, really tapping into like that nurturing space, not just giving it, but also letting yourself receive it. So like snuggles with your kids or a loved one or a pet, like beautiful for the heart chakra, um, telling someone how much you love them, beautiful for that, loving kindness meditation, visualizing a pink or green light at the heart center, letting it spread through you, but also radiate out of you so you're not just filled with the love but then you're becoming this like loving being it's a beautiful meditation that you can do for the heart chakra i'm trying to think of any i mean of course you can do mantras or affirmations for any of these right you could say um, love flows through me with ease i'm you know ignited with love my you know i'm i'm surrounded by love whatever you need to hear i love myself unconditionally Whatever you need to hear, as long as it's in the present tense and it's positive, you absolutely can use it um, with the corresponding chakra. So moving up to the throat chakra. So this one is blue. It is at the throat. This is your communication center. So your ability to not only speak your truth, but remembering that your throat chakra, your ability to communicate, that's a two-way street. So not only being able to clearly communicate and speak your truth, but to be able to fully listen and, you know, communicate by active listening as well. So, you know, if we're imbalanced, we may have a hard time speaking up, speaking our truth, or we may have too much energy there. And that's going to feel more like that person that's just like talk, 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 or, you know, never listens, will talk at you. And then when it's your time to talk, they're like not paying attention. So of course, visualizing blue, sometimes I like to really work with like a blue mist, in this area feels really intuitive to me. So visualizing that, clearing away any like gunk or blockages or anything getting in my way of being able to speak or communicate because, you know, there's many ways to communicate. That's not just speaking. Um, really working with that. Mantras, again, can be really powerful for this one because that's a way of, you know, communication with the self. You could visualize anything that you need in order to clearly be able to communicate. Um, that's going to be a little bit different for everyone because, again, you have to kind of identify in this throat chakra, like, is it more of a communication outward thing that I want to work on or more of an active listener thing that I want to work on? And then you can adjust your meditation or your mantras based on what's happening there. But I find just visualizing a blue disc turning clockwise, seeing it be really light and clearing out. A lot of times I'll feel like there's almost like tar or like gunk there that needs to be cleared out. And I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm unafraid to speak my truth or whatever it is. You can do that. So moving up to the third eye chakra, which is at the third eye or just between the eyebrows and up like an inch. This is where our intuition resides. So a lot of times I like to, you could, the color is um, indigo and you could visualize indigo there. I don't do that a lot. A lot of the times when I'm working with a third eye chakra and intuition, I'll see like gold light or silver light or like opalescent, like a moonstone. 
anything that feels really kind of like, I don't know, just like fluid and like shiny and, you know, really kind of that like opalescence. And seeing that light there, um, maybe seeing a um, some kind of like sparkle there, really visualizing on, you know, that scene, you could just focus on like the third eye, just focus on that area. Like even now as I'm talking about it, I get like a little buzzing there, you know, focusing on this physical part of the body, telling yourself, you know, I'm connected to my intuition or I can clearly read the signs my intuition sends me. I'm sometimes seeing it. I like to imagine a light going out of my third eye, almost like a lighthouse in a way of like the third eye, like the light is going out and helping me to illuminate and be able to see more clearly. So that's absolutely, you know, meditations you can do for the third eye or any kind of guided intuition meditation will be beautiful for this, this space. So our final chakra is the crown chakra. This one is just above the crown of the head. Now, the root chakra, like I said, is our connection between us and the ground and, you know, Mother Earth, the root, right? So then we have the crown chakra, which is the connection between us and that which is greater than us. So us and the universe or whatever it is that you believe. So the color here is going to be violet. Um, Sometimes, you know, you'll see it like as white. And I very much think, you know, when I'm meditating here, I almost think of like a crown, like a light crown at the top of my head or light shooting up. You know, like if the third eye is a lighthouse, um, the crown is kind of like a, a spotlight shining up towards the sky. I think of it as like, you know, if I have roots growing down from my feet into the earth, that's kind of tethering me and keeping me grounded here in the present moment, you know, in the here and the now on earth, that the crown chakra is like, This light and this, you know, beautiful cord, if you will, between me and that which is bigger and greater than me. And having kind of this, you know, dichotomy between the grounding energy below and this beautiful, uplifting, illuminating, inspiring energy of above. And then the rest of us, hopefully, is kind of residing within balance between these two opposing energies. So like the root and the crown are kind of like the two sides of the magnet. And meditating with the crown chakra. So that's going to be visualizing, you know, that light shining up, connecting with the universe, um, you know, white light, violet light, um, you know, again, like gold light is common here, seeing like threads or if your root chakra has like roots coming down from it, visualizing, you know, branches extending up towards the sky, Um, anything that makes you feel connected with like the world around you or whatever your belief system is, whether it's universe or God or a different deity or whatever you believe in, this is where a lot of times you're going to feel that connection. So anything that makes you feel connected to that bigger, greater energy, that's going to be so beautiful and nurturing and supportive of this crown chakra. You also can just focus on the top of the head. I think of it sometimes as like a like a trap door that kind of opens up and it's like, okay, energy can move in or communication can move in. And yeah, those are meditation ideas for the crown chakra. So that is our very brief, just kind of like, how do you meditate with the chakras? I hope that you found this interesting. Something I'm getting a lot of questions from you guys in my DMs about um, when I'm seeing you guys in class. So I thought, let's just do a little mini tutorial here, short and sweet. So along those lines, the thing that is bringing me joy this week is I recently started um, acupuncture again and cupping. 
don't think I talked about it. Sometimes I forget um, because I really do just like off the cuff. I'm like, what's the thing that's bringing me joy right now? And sometimes when I sit down to record, it's the same thing. So I apologize. I've already shared this one. But I've started cupping and I'm actually, I'm feeling really good. I like it. Uh, my mom did see the, the marks on my back. I had some particularly on my right side that looked a little brutal. And she was like, oh my gosh, um, it doesn't hurt or anything. And acupuncture actually works like they call it the meridians. We would call them the naughties. So of course we talked about the three major ones, but there's many other little minor ones that move through your body. So acupuncture works with this energetic system too. And I've just, you know, I've just really been enjoying it. And it's one of those things that I'm kind of, I can't pinpoint like exactly what it is, how I'm feeling better. But I'm just kind of overall like feeling better. So I've really, really been loving that. Uh, and the question of the day, it comes from beautiful Bridget on Instagram. She said it was okay to use her name. And she wanted to know um, if there's only like what is one snack that I cannot turn down? And it's chips and salsa. I just love it so much. I don't – I just – I could probably eat it like every day. If I'm at a party and there's like chips and salsa there, I'm going for it. I love it. Um, that's one of my my go-tos. It's just so good. Um, so yes, I'm a chips and salsa kind of a gal. So that is all that I have for you today. Keep your eyes peeled birthday week. I think I'm going to do a separate little mini like bonus thing where I'm going to explain what's going on with birthday week just like in a couple of minutes because I'm going to do something different every single day. There'll be like live things that you can come to, special episodes, things like that. Um, I'll get you all filled in. And I hope to see you in Portugal. Uh, click the link in the show notes if you're interested. All spots are first come, first serve. I would love to see you there. If you have questions about it, email me, info at yoga for you online. And that's it. I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for being here. Also, thank you so much for being so supportive and lovely to me. So many of you have been sharing, leaving these really sweet reviews. I see all of it and it just... It's, it's so it's not only so supportive for me and the work that I'm doing, but it's also just really kind and generous. And I really appreciate that, that you're doing that. So thank you. I appreciate you. And I hope that wherever you are, that you're going to have a beautiful, wonderful day ahead.